just sitting here waiting for my cobbler to finish baking and something came to my mind. I think over the past couple of days, this probably has been messing with me in my head, you know, listening to family, listening to friends. And I was sitting here and I'm, and I said out loud to myself, why, not necessarily why, but it's hard for people to accept what you have to say about their situation when you never was in that situation. For you to actually connect with somebody and their problem, more than likely, they're not going to get it that first time. It's not going to happen. They're going to go look for it from someone else. Only because I was listening to, the, I guess, her her and her husband were getting um, questions from people. And one of the questions were, well, not necessarily the question, but the situation was, her, I guess her husband must have done some things to her in the past, you know. And she wanted to know about forgiveness because she's like, how do I forgive him? You know, they're still together, but she hasn't forgiven him. And, you know, that's a hard thing for somebody to lose trust in someone. And that could be not necessarily a husband, be a friend, a parent, you know, a sibling, co-worker. When someone breaks that trust, that could be one of the most difficult things to deal with, to try to overcome and to try to not only have forgiveness for that person, but forgive yourself maybe in the things you have done that made it a little easier for that person. So it is a difficult thing to do. So the young lady was, you know, saying, you know, go in the Bible, read every scripture about forgiveness, and if you really truly believe in the Word of God, you know, um, then those scriptures should be able to help you um, and show you how to forgive um, your husband or your friend, family, whoever. And when I was, and she's a perfectly wonderful woman of God. She definitely is walking, doing her best to walk that walk. But it hit me because whoever this person is who wrote this letter is probably sitting there going, well, did you ever go through it? You know, you, you're telling me to read the scriptures on forgiveness. You know, she's always like, well, I've done that. And it's still not working inside of me to where I can let go of the past. And there's no connection there. Now, if this young lady said, yeah, my husband, he did the same thing. And, you know, and this is what I did to do my best to forgive him. And I think during those moments when you connect with somebody who has the same issue you had, same problems you you have, um, you connect to them in a way that someone who's standing up 
at a podium who's never been through anything. Not saying that they're not Christ-like people. They're not Christians. It's just their life is so far away from where I am right now. So, you know, it's like having some rich person telling you, oh, you know, all you need to do is invest your money here and here, and you just do that. And you're looking at them like, what money? You got to show me how to get the money first because you're telling me to invest here and invest so well and good. But you're sitting over there in your 20-room house um, with your six cars. You're trying to tell me who barely bought the used car they have, who struggles every week to put gas in it, and living in an apartment with your three kids and your spouse, and it's a two-bedroom apartment, and it's only 600 square feet, and you're telling me, oh, this is where you're investing. And you know they're giving you sound advice because look at them. (laughs) But until you come down to my level to say, oh, I get it because this is where I started. I was living, you know, in a one-bedroom apartment, and I had to take the bus. But this is what I did to get where I am today, and that's why I have this 20-room house and these six cars. And then you're able to connect with them, and you're like, oh, cool. You know, look at what this person did. You know, if he or she can do it, I can do it. Then... Not saying every time, not going to say because you connected with somebody who had the same problem that you were just going to be able to, you know, forgive that spouse or that friend or whatever. But there's more of a chance for that person to sit down by themselves and think about what you or that person said to them during their time of sorrow, you know, and grief and the pain of knowing someone you care about is not doing what you thought would be happening right now in your life. You know, we all should have a story. And it might not be the story of the person uh, you're talking to. It might be the story of someone else. But we all have a story we can tell somebody. So if I tell you, you know, you know, my ex, he cheated on me, but you took what I told you in your situation where you feel like, you know, you're not making it and you, the money is tight and everything. But for some reason, that little bit, I said something that had nothing to do with the fact that my husband cheated on me, but had something to do with holding on to who Jesus is. And you captured that. And God made it possible for your money situation to just change. And you can say, well, I went to listen to this young lady. And she was talking about how her husband cheated on her. And they were like, well, how did you go from cheating to money? She said to always stand on Jesus. Never let go of Jesus. So I had to go home and make sure that I kept myself connected to Jesus Christ. And during that time, he heard my he heard my cry. He heard me saying, "Lord, help me." He heard me. He saw me giving my tithes, giving my offering, being a, a, a honest person, not trying to cheat anybody, not trying to be fake. But and I started to grow in him, and he started growing my bank account. <laughs> and that was all. 
from listening, going to listen to the young lady talk about talk about her situation with her husband. We got to understand. All of us can be disciples. You know, people you get in some of these churches and they go, oh, he's the disciple, he's the prophet, he's the deacon, he's the bishop, he's the preacher, and they do what they do because they're the one who, no, no, they're not. All the people in the church are witnesses. If you don't live your life and you say you believe in Jesus Christ, something God has showed you something that you can tell somebody about Jesus. All of us can tell somebody about Jesus. You got little children can tell you about Jesus. We're all disciples. We're all witnesses. We These people get so caught up in titles and they live like dirty, filthy rags, you know, just nasty people. But you want somebody to call you prophet. You want somebody to call you apostle. And don't even know what these words mean. It's scary out there, you guys. You got to be careful who you take advice from. You got to be careful who's telling you about Christ. Because it may sound a little weird to people who never heard about Christ. You know, you start saying, oh, yeah, Jesus, he healed the sick and, you know, he... um gave blind their sight and and he gave me uh, $100,000 a bit to pay off my bill. You know, they're going to look at you like, man, what you cray cray. But if you are a real Christian, you're going to tell that person where to go to go find what you're talking about. And you're going to tell that person, you got to hold on. Because if you're a fake Christian, you don't care about them people's soul. All you want them people to do is come into your church or your event and give you money. You don't worry about nothing them people going through. And you can fake it, try to fake it all you want to. But see, the one person you can't fool with, and that's Jesus Christ. You can't fool him, and you'll never be able to fool him. So we need to always think about who we're going to talk to. Now, you know you should be going to your friend who's at the club whenever it's open. <laughs> Then had maybe five or six boyfriends, eight children from those six to five boyfriends, not been married, nobody stayed with her. She's on government assistance because she don't want to work. Not that she can't work. She don't want to work. And she's trying to tell you what to do with your life. She's trying to give you, you know, relationship advice. Come on now. And a lot of the problems... The problem, most of the time, the problem is us because we're so focused on talking and telling people our business who are staying in the same spot. Ain't moved from that spot since y'all graduated from high school. Didn't get no better. Didn't get no worse, but didn't get no better. But they staying right in that same spot. And you sitting there saying, I want to move up. I do not want to live like this. I don't want to stay in this same place. I want to be a better person. I want to be a a richer person, which ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. But you can't go ask the person down in the valley how to get up to the mountain because they're still in the valley. <laughs> and it, it amazes me how people do that. And it amazes me how people who are down in the valley are so busy screaming up things to the people on the mountaintop 
And they're still in the valley. They're trying to tell the people on the mountaintop how to live. And they're still down there in the valley yelling at you, telling you what to do. And you're like, why am I ran on the mountain? What are they talking about? But you know what? People do. They go to these people, and these people aren't showing nothing like Christ. They see with their own eyes that these people do not live like what they're talking about. So that should tell us to keep a moving because you go and visit a church, you know, you might be like, I'm looking for a church. I, I want to really, you know, get get with this Jesus thing. And you go to a church and you know the people in the church and you know how they live. I would advise you, you know, if the pastor is giving you biblical word, you know, you sit there, but you pray to God and say, Lord, send me where you want me to go. Because if your preacher, you know, is committing adultery, you know your preacher is a cursor, is a gets drunk every weekend, you need to step out of that church. And, you know, people might get mad at me because I say that. But why am I going to sit under somebody who I know? I'm not talking about gossip. I ain't talking about you telling me nothing in my ear. I'm talking about I seen it with my own eyes. I seen him being drunk. I seen him cursing people out. I seen him kissing on a woman that wasn't his wife. And you trying to tell me that I shouldn't be judgmental? That's not judgmental. That's what I see. If uh, somebody give me a, a tree and say, plant this tree, Stephanie, it's an apple tree. I'm like, cool. And I'm waiting for the apples. And I start seeing this little fruit coming out. I'm like, that don't look like no apple. That, that started to look like an orange. And that thing started getting the full. You say, oh, my God. And you go to your friend and say, dude, that ain't no apple tree. That was an orange tree. And he be like, oh, man, I thought I was going to be able to fool you. My dad always would say, if it's not the fruit that's supposed to be there, then something's not right. Because that fruit, if you're telling me it's apple tree, it should be apples on that tree, not no oranges. If you just look, watch, what the Bible say, watch and pray, pray and watch. Watch and pray. That's all you got to do. Because eventually them people going to show who they are anyway. And it's up to you to get in the Word, read it. If you find you a Bible study group, you know, that's Bible-based, and Jesus, they, you know a little bit about it, you're like, they're a little bit holy, roly kind of people. But you know what? Give it a give it a whirl. You know, you just don't know what may be going on. You know, it, and if you really... Pray to God and sincerely ask Him. He'll send you to the right place. And you'll go in there and you'll be so comfortable. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I never felt like this in church. Because you sincerely wanted somewhere to go, somewhere to be, so you can learn more about Jesus Christ. And Jesus wants you to know more about Him. So, of course, He's going to send you to a place that's going to benefit you, right? Oh, and I think that's that whole thing about trying to help people with our advice that sometimes we need to shut up and leave people alone because we end up hurting these people and they're walking their life, you know, we can say, yeah, they grown, it's all them because they've made their choices. But if we had that chance to 
move them in the right direction, that would be so much more beneficial to them than me sitting up here being all self-righteous and trying to tell them how to live when I'm living all dirty and and in shame. But I don't even realize I'm in shame because I think I got it going on. I'm down in the valley saying, look how green it is down here. Oh, my gosh. It's so wonderful going from man to man and having, you know, all these children and living, living in squalor because I don't want to do the right thing. No. Hmm. Let's not do that to each other. Let's love each other and help each other. And if you can't help that person, you know, see if you can find somebody who will help them. If you care, that's the thing, if you care. And if you don't care, leave them alone.